90% Caucasian with like one Asian dude. And then one black guy that, that looked white. <laughs> and then a, a, a black lady, I saw her. She was like, <laughs> and then me. And I didn't wear my, my hair. I wore my natural hair that day. And I was just like, where were y'all? Where were y'all when we were lobbying? Because the people who looked like me Welcome to Blue Dream Radio, the People's Cannabis Podcast, a weekly podcast giving communities of color a dose of the real deal in the cannabis industry. Learn with us, smoke with us, and join us as we bring truth to power. What's up, mi gente, and welcome to a new episode of Blue Dream Radio. As always, I'm your host, Freedom, and today we have a special show. We have Canon Coven, uh, the crew that is doing amazing things in the cannabis industry. They're making noise. They're going to Albany. Uh, they're doing a lot of things for women in the industry, and they're trying to create uh, change in the communities that they come from um, through the industry and to, through cannabis. So I'm so excited to have them, to have them here today. Uh, so we can talk about their business and what they're doing and how they are advocating for people of color to make sure they are represented in the industry. So what's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Hello, hello. Is it well? <laughs> <laughs> don't be shy now. Don't be shy because you yeah, talk a lot. So don't be yeah, shy now. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to see who was going to talk first. We're like... <laughs> Doesn't uh, matter. Y'all can just jump in. You know, this is an easy conversation. The way we talk is, you know, the way we um, conduct the, the conversation is always, you know, back and forth and and comfortable. Just get comfortable. Take a hit. Do whatever you have to do. Um, and and let's get started. So I f- I always start by reading the introduction of the of the episode, um, and it goes like this: Family does not have to be your blood relatives. You can find family all around you. The friends you choose can be more of a family than the family you are born into. This week, we will be speaking with Jesenia Poblano and Canadiosa, right? And yes. Lindsay Michelle Ryder. Um, oh, bees. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going I'm to put in the, the whole government because people need to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and they will talk about, and they will talk to us about how they got the coven um to be formed how they build in their brand and how they are creating meaningful change in the industry in their coven of kind of witches so sit back roll up get higher with blue dream radio uh so we always start with a kind of quote of the day so the kind of quote of the day comes from google i just put something on google and it came out <laughs> uh, it's not from somebody in particular but i thought that this quote um served the purpose for this um, show today. So the quote goes as follows. Family isn't always blood. It's the people in your life who want to, who want you in theirs. The ones who accept you for who you are, the ones who, who will do anything to see you smile and who love you no matter what. Does that quote speak to you? And, you know, can you talk to us about that? Yes, I need to go first. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So yes, I think that that quote definitely hits me. I felt that, you know. <laughs> um, I have a huge family. I'm Mexican, you know. So <laughs> whenever we had major struggles, you know, um, there were only ever a handful there to check up on us and, you know, ask us if we need help or anything. And there was always, you can always count on some friends or family friends to always be there in the mix. So, yes. (laughs) So with me, absolutely. Like I've had both where my family, I have certain people in my family who I do keep close that are blood. But there have been people who I'm not even close to related to that have been there for me for like for the toughest of times that I can consider family for sure. That's good. I mean, to me, um, I have my closest friends, you know, are, are my family. Like I have two cousins that are the ones that I talk to. But um, the people that I, I only have two friends in my life like real friends, not my family. Um, yeah. And it's because, you know, I know how to choose the people that I let into my life because like the quote says, they need to accept you no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter how you do things. Then the only thing that they, that I um, hold them accountable is that they have to hold me accountable if I yeah. do something um, that is, you know, out of hand or, you know, something that I shouldn't do. I want them to, you know, hold me accountable. And people that can hold you accountable, that's the people that you got to, you know, hold tight and dear to your life because there's not that many people. There's a lot of people that are yes men and yes women that will say, yeah, 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 yeah. But when the shit hits the fan, they're the first one to blame you. <laughs> so um, like that as well, I believe. Like, you know, we find our like people who we relate to that also, you know, enjoy consuming cannabis. For sure. That's a fact. So yeah. how do you guys, when and why did you get, did you guys get involved in the cannabis industry? We can start with you, Jasenia, or Biz. Okay. okay. I can go. <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, the when, uh, would start with um, in high school. I remember there was this girl who sold me an infused cupcake. Oh, and okay. It was just like <laughs> the most <laughs> the most insane trip. And I felt like she never made a batch like that ever again. <laughs> and so I was always looking for that, you know, that that dose is just perfect for me. So I was just I was always looking for that dose. So I started making them. I started making edibles, <laughs> and you know I sold them for like a year or two. And Don't tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be how I, I like first entered the industry, and then mm-hmm. when I decided to come back, it was a couple of years later, and I wanted it to be different this time. And then I met bees. I was just very like I get very passionate about everything and everything I do but like I was so intrigued by marijuana like how I felt and all this stuff and uh it just it I I wanted to be obsessed with it I wanted to know how to grow it like what what is more to this plant tell the difference so I can also speak a little bit eloquently because I saw the cannabis industry coming up and I was like okay I want to get involved with this as early as I can because I already see important he's getting involved with it that it's going to be something big mm-hmm. and I was not wrong <laughs> not <laughs> like, at all. it's only going to get bigger mm-hmm. it, it's gotten bigger since the first time I even thought about it and then same thing I was just trying to figure out where I wanted to be and then I met Yesenia 
Nice, nice. So how kind of Coven got started? Uh, what was how was the form, and what was your inspiration? Mm-hmm. We, we can start with you, Biz. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I remember I was just like decorating, and I was also um, like selling these little. It was actually I started off with like one hitters. I started off small. I was decorating them with like anywhere from nail polish to crystals and little chains, but I never got to anything big or anything creative. And um, I was doing real estate with the Asenia. And um, it was so funny how we met. We were taking the train together and found out like we were like a stop apart. And how, how <laughs> did we find out that we both smoked? I think through a mutual friend, right? Yes. He was like, oh, you know, Yesenia, or something like that. But I remember the first time I saw her, like, oh, my gosh, I was like, I like this girl, like another <laughs> Tina in the room because it was we worked for. Yeah, like I think it was uh, it, it was mostly Jewish people in there, which nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? It was just, you know, I love the Jews, you know, they're <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> Stereotypical. Exactly. And um, there was like me, her, and then one other girl, like Maria or something that was Latina. But anyways, how we got it, how it actually started was that we both finally, like, we came to agreements with like, oh, I see you doing this and I can do this and how we could benefit each other. You know what I'm saying? Came to part because we kept smoking, hanging out. We, we figured out we had the same similar passions and we both wanted to make money. <laughs> like, and yeah. uh, I was I was like, we were trying to come up with a name because Yesenia kind of, she introduced me to the Calif- like the Californian like social media. Like these are what people are doing. And then she mentioned about her edibles. I've definitely consumed some edibles <laughs> and I fell in love. And we were trying to figure out this name. And I was like, girl, no matter what, I know I want Canna in it. Like I like the second half of the name. And then we were reading tarot cards. We were just in my basement. And she's like, this is how I remember it. I don't know if you remember it differently, but I just remember it. And he was like, why don't we call it where the witches hang out? And I was like, coven, like can a coven. <laughs> and this, it was crazy. It was awesome. But I think she remembers it differently. I don't, I don't I, remember. How, how do you remember? Cause like initially we, uh, we we had come up with a couple of different names and so before Canna Coven it was Canna Diosas okay. mm-hmm. but then I just I don't know in the end I just wasn't content with it I was like because I wanted to the second half of the name too but I was like let's have it as a backup she yeah, yeah no you you really like the Canna Diosas though yeah and, um <laughs> You know, she was like, "That's it. It's kind of Diosa." <laughs> then I don't know. I just, I still. I think I think there's somebody else called Canadiosas though. I, what? I think there's another group called Canadiosas though online. Really? Probably. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But then I just used it as my own name on Instagram. But I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm no longer Canadiosa. I'm looking for a different name. I just don't know what it is yet. But anyway, uh-huh. um, <laughs> it is it. Uh, yeah. So I, I started coming up with like different things and um i started thinking about a different thing because i wasn't really content with canadiosas and i just uh i think i was like watching um american horror story the coven (laughs) and like i just you know i i thought that was kind of cool so 
and I remember I remember it the same way after after that um, that we I went to her house and she was showing me her tarot cards and then that's when I brought it up to her and and you know it just it just clicked. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds like a smoker. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, I thought it was genius. I was like, this is amazing because I had my own little you know, witchy vibes going on already. And like, I was just like, I couldn't, I just thought she was just paying attention to me or something. (laughs) I was like, she's a really good friend. Like, (laughs) but that's how, that's how when you find your coven, that's how people, you know, you automatically gravitate to each other. So I guess that's what happened with you guys, you know, that magic. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, (laughs) definitely. And even with like uh, the way a coven works, it's like it's supposed to be a community of witches, like just protecting each other and like learning together and doing, mm-hmm. you know, practicing magic together. And I felt like there's there's a little bit of similarities between like witches and um, cannabis consumers, you know. Sim- there's like a we do a lot of the same things. Yeah. It's not. It's not like completely the same. I am not. You know. Um, I just know that equating the two struggles. You know. No. So like with the uh, yeah, like with witches, you know, they've been persecuted before, and <laughs> cannabis consumers have been uh, persecuted as well, and it impacts um, disproportionately people of color. Uh, how do you see communities of color being impacted by the war on drugs? Okay, so. Um, like I was stating earlier is that let's just have a situation where two, uh, different races of couples, like one black male and one black female in one car, and then a white male and a white female in another car, right? Same exact car going down the same exact road at the same exact time. And if an officer were to choose, I don't think he would hesitate on the black couple and to violate and to disrespect and to just, you know, and let's just say they both had a dime of weed on them. You understand me? Like, I feel like if they saw a white couple and their vehicle smelled like marijuana and it was only a dime, they'll just be like, oh, it's just kids being kids. You know what I'm saying? And then for a black couple, it'll be, oh, it's quota week. This is a good opportunity to get quota. And the only reason why I even say it the way I say it is because when I was training for the NYP auxiliary, I just hated how officers, that's the thing. You were trained to like make this, like you're sending a sense, like make that dime into a bigger deal than what it is. So it makes sense on the paperwork. And how, you know, so. Yeah. And that's how they keep us criminalized. Um, They make a big deal out of it. Um, then they bring you a criminal history. You're saying, how are you going to let this guy out on the street? He had weed and look at his history. He has done this and this and that. Yeah. And we should keep up in you. In yeah. Um, Jasenia? All right. So I think that uh, communities of color have been impacted unfairly and unjust. A lot of the war on drugs is really the war on the people. And specifically speaking, black and brown people um, have a greater chance of being incarcerated for drugs opposed to white people. I mean, like he's just stating, um, a lot of these cases, they're either false or um, exaggerated. And so these sentences that people receive are longer and unjust. And so it's another thing with that. It's like 
when you think of the reason why cannabis is le- it's is illegal and like when it was when it became illegal it became illegal uh is it the 1930s it became illegal in the 1930s yeah they created yeah. the, the marijuana taxation act in yeah, 19, and at the 1930s same, at the same time in the 1930s there there was something called the mexican Re- repatriation act mm. and and so a lot of it was basically ethnic cleansing mm-hmm. you know um if you looked Mexican, you were you were more like you were most likely to get deported. And the people who were deported, about fifty or more, were U.S. citizens. Yeah. So, um, and then in the beginning, they uh, Harry Anslinger was his name. He he um, promoted a lot of uh, racist propaganda towards Mexicans and how we brought this over and even the language. They only call it marijuana because, you know, uh, Hispanics were calling it marijuana. It's Mexicans, Mexicans were calling it marijuana. But they was calling it marijuana with an H, not with a J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't even know how to spell in, in Spanish. So they say marijuana instead of saying mari, marijuana, you know, with a J. <gasps> that was so funny. before that. So can we keep, can I stop you real soon? Can, can you introduce your little pet in the background cuz that's cuz I see I see your parrot so you got to give him a little introduction you got to you got to you know show him off you know i love birds I'm man keep him quiet because sometimes like he's screaming right now he's screaming for attention what's his name oh, his name is kevin kevin oh he got a real white name ah! <laughs> they were they were ah! and they were supposed to be um jack and henny but then okay. henny died and so his name was supposed to be Jack, and then my brothers just renamed him Kevin. It was weird. It just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sad for that that his partner died. Thank you for that uh, introduction to your to your pet. Sounds fun. <laughs> um, okay, so how are you dealing with social distancing and building your brand? If anything, it's. I feel on my end. At least I feel like I'm finally on the same pace as any other business right now <laughs> because Canna Coven has had its trials and tribulations. So, you know, this, 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 this distancing will help us be more productive on like social media and revamping our page and, you know, trying to make sure we keep a steady flow of followers and all this stuff because eventually we are going to become something bigger. And yeah, I think we're going to take this, take advantage of this time while everything is slow. Yeah. We've been working on Canacoven for years now. And um, I think that we're now is a good time. We've decided to rebrand ourselves and we're going to take this time to work on and clean up our social media. Mm-hmm. And we want to be more interactive. And we're also open to collaborating. So thank you, Fujin, for freedom. Thank you, freedom, for um, inviting us. No problem. I'm I'm glad that, you know, this has been a long time coming. We've been trying to do this since last year. Uh, so it's been a long time coming. So I'm glad that we're here now. Um, so how, I mean, because I know your your family, Jesenia, has a business. Um, so how is that business, your family's business, been impacted by um, the coronavirus right now? Uh, yeah, so they own a grocery store. We have a little bodega on 88th Street. Give them a shout out. You can, you can, you know, 
people Super can go by. Super Star Farm, holla. We sell tacos. <laughs> <laughs> we sell some really good tacos. Uh, homemade um, corn tortilla. Quesadilla. Nice. And yeah, we have like typical American uh, deli sandwiches. Too. Nice. But yeah, so we had to close. Well, we didn't have to. We weren't like forced to close, but my parents, you know, they don't feel safe and they're scared. So um, they decided to close on Saturday. Um, that's crazy. I mean, everything is is going down down the drain right now with this COVID nineteen. But one thing that they should do is apply for that small business loans. You know that they yeah. are giving out. So that's something that they should definitely take advantage of. I mean, you know, because the money's there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like the proximity to Elmer's that we are in, um, you know, they're very, they got, they got really anxious. They're still anxious about it. So they didn't, they didn't want us exposed at the store anymore because me and my siblings were running the store uh, the week before we closed it because we had them stay home. And, and how are you uh, educating communities of color that's being impacted by the war on drugs? How are you making sure that they get educated on the cannabis industry? Um, I feel like we definitely did that through the memes when we were just a meme page. And even then we would still like, we would still try to post like current events even now, um, in regards to people of color, because when I went to California, I was like, Yesenia, I'm going to expose my face. You know what I'm saying? Because I want people to know that it's like a short Latina girl, like, you know, talking talking shit right now you know what i'm saying because i just i just definitely saw how the californians and mind you not all of them are caucasian most of them are mexican yeah yeah but very whitewashed you know what i'm saying not in a bad way they're more probably more hispanic than i am but chicanos you know of their skin it's just different you know Mm -hmm. and i know i have a little beige rage and i even noticed my how I get treated different. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like they're on the rooftop, smoking the blunt, nobody's bothering them. And then the actual Caucasians too, like just like they're, they're so free. You feel me? Like they grew up there. They had plants in their home because of their parents. And it, it was just, they had a different culture with weed. While we, we have to be hiding in the bathroom if one of the apartments... Do I smell? Right. <laughs> if our neighbors didn't like us smoking, that's it. We had to go outside in the cold and suffer mm-hmm. in the snow. And I'm just like, oh, okay, like, what about the people who are in jail right now? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And y'all are out here, like, living good. Not you, you know what I'm... I just felt like, wow, they're not going to do it for us, period. So if you want something to get done, it's like the people who, if you look like these people and you want to help these people, why not? For sure. You know, I don't say I represent a whole culture because I don't, but if one of me could get in touch with other versions of me, then like we could become a whole army, a community. Uh, we could keep educating more and have more of a community consciousness. That's true. That's a fact. Desenia? Um, yeah, so I would say that something we wanted to do different was uh, be, be more involved. And we started doing that by doing more advocacy. And this year we went to Albany. Yeah. We lobbied for marijuana. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, by the way. We, we, yeah, because, you know, we were really just following you guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, she did great. And Emily. 
Yeah, so uh, we lobbied and we wanted to, we were going to go to the last, the last one, uh, the one on the 24th, I think. Yeah. And were, were you not, you were not going to go to the one for Women Grow for the... Oh, uh, yeah, women? yeah, yeah, that one, that one too. I was going to go. Yeah. And did it get canceled or what Yeah, happened? both of them yeah. got canceled and then they yeah. did it virtually. Um, they oh, were they yeah. were doing phone calls virtually. Oh, yes, um, that I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they did that. Um, instead of going to Albany, you know, social distancing. But go ahead. And yeah, also we we've been we had been hosting several sign making events for the lobby days. And Hives and signs. Shout out <laughs> to Jaime Madre and Herbas. Yes. We we collaborated with uh Jaime Madre, uh Herbas, Caribe Witch and Vizine Queen made a donation to the last one so we appreciate her too. And shout out to them too. <laughs> yeah I know. so like in these these sign making these sign making events you know it's like if, if you wanted to come and make a sign or just paint you could do that too or if you were if you wanted to i mean if you were going to lobby then you you, you can make a sign we we um we offer supplies and everything for you you just had to make a donation or of know. course i mean we got to take care of each other so we got to <laughs> to each other um struggles you know so. Yeah, you know, and uh, Barike Yerbas, she um, she always killed it with the with the food display. Mm. She had she, she she was feeding us some healthy munchies. She yeah, had vegan cheese, it's great. <laughs> and, Her um, vegan cheese is is amazing. Yeah. Wait, while I'm on here though, let me shout some people out too. Oh, we talked <laughs> about cannabis too. We gave away something to raffle at the last. Oh yeah, yeah. It was always dope. Yeah, the last one was really fun. You guys missed out. We had a chocolate, a medicated chocolate fountain. What? I mean, I, I didn't get invited. I didn't get an invite, so I didn't. Go. It's yes, you invitation. did. <laughs> <laughs> totally got, get out of here. Bye. I think I I I have to get a formal invitation. Like, All right, so you're not invited for the next one. <laughs> I'm just being petty. <laughs> I was of, uh, educating people of color, by the way. In Cali, though, the other half that I experienced with the community that I came in, inspired by cannabis, he's Latino. He's the one who introduced me to Illusions Collectives, who's also, uh, she's Mexican, I believe. I think she's mixed, but she's run. she does her own event coordination within the mm. cannabis industry. like, And she's really dope, too. Like, I loved being in her tribe. Like, it was so... We were all Hispanic. Stone Layla, I think she's actually half black or fully black. I don't know. I don't remember, but she's definitely black. She does like, she cooks and does tinctures and um, Stone Layla. On, uh, I'm going to look her up. Shout yeah, out to Stone Layla. And Tyler Therapy too. She's the one who helped me throw my our first sesh. Okay. Uh, she like... We've been to sessions. I've been to sessions with Yesenia in New York, and but this was a different ball game. So we educated by reaching out too. So that was really and same thing with the vibes inside. Like Yesenia, what I was doing in Cali was what Yesenia was basically doing in New York. Out there in New York, yeah. Mm-mm. I went. Where, where in Cali were you? I was in Los Angeles and okay. Long Beach. And Long Beach has this association. Love Long Beach. Yeah. And it's called like the Long Beach Cannabis Association. Okay. And there were there were tons of people of color, mostly Mexican. Yeah. Within, within that group, the Green Grinders Club. 
yeah. Cool, cool. So how how are you struggling with being a person of color in the industry? How what are the challenges of being a, a black uh not a black woman, a, a woman of color in the industry? Man. Especially Latina, you know, because I hear that Latinas the I mean, I'm not saying that it's all of them, but a lot of people don't like the Latinas because they are Latinas, you know. Yeah. <laughs> In the industry. Sound weird, but either with my color, it's not necessarily a struggle, but more of an assumption that I'm also Mexican. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's not necessarily a struggle, but I don't even think. I don't, I have more struggles, not necessarily more with my skin color when I was younger, but within this industry, it's not necessarily my skin. Maybe my, my facial, like, I feel like I have a different type of face that's like chubbier. So honestly, it's not maybe because of my skin color being Latina, but I feel like my weight has something to do with how I get treated. Mm. I know that sounds so weird. But, you know, maybe because of these extra rice and beans and how I'm built, you know, like, I just, I feel like that's how I get treated different, especially since I'm voluptuous. Like, I feel like people who are more skinnier, you know, because it was like, you know, most of us are already Latina there, but like, there, there are some that are paler skin. Or Latinas, that's what you mean. So actually, (laughs) if anything, I had it within the Latina culture, not mm. even freaking white people were being racist towards me. It was other fellow Latinas, like all saying, Oh, you must come from like where the dark people come from, where the short people come from, from Mexico. And uh, cause they're like, you kind of assume where I'm from because I'm dark and I'm short. And I'm like, bro, I'm not look indigenous. I'm, I'm, exactly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even from, your part of the country, bro. Like I'm there in the central area, you know, but just because it's so common that everyone was Mexican and Cali, it was, it was kind of like that. That would, that would be my only negative interaction with how I got treated differently. But there were some good aspects of being Latina and in this industry because it, it, I feel like I'm less boring. (laughs) Like, I just feel like there's just, there's like a different, there's like a different vibe. A lot of people are like very, you know, PG and nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just freaking there. Being loud and you know. hell. And <laughs> like, rated R guys. Rated R. It doesn't matter. I mean, this, this, this podcast is rated R. So you can curse, you can do whatever you want. Okay, you know, I always put explicit on, on, on the description. Okay, the you can curse, you can be you. I know. I'm like holding back. I'm like, nah, just be real. <laughs> Fucking curse. Curse all the fucking while. I don't give a fuck. Jacelia? <laughs> so I feel like in any industry, um, Latinos always have to work a little harder than mm. um, their yeah. white counterparts, men and females. Uh, it it kind of took a little while to find my tribe. Um, and by that, I mean like people that look like me. Uh, I've been... I've been to festivals and I've been to a lot of formal events in the city. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's always the same people, and they 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 already have their own little circle. Yeah. And I I see these people online, and they're, they're like interactive, but then in person, they're not the same. 
and yep. um, yeah, it's just different. Out of celebrities, that's all there. <laughs> or it's, it's weird navigating these spaces sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, How so? How so? In this industry, women um, they're usually sexualized, and I'm not really. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 not that I I'm not against it because I'm not, but <laughs> but sometimes it gets boring. It's just yeah. boring over and over. There's nothing new. There's nothing original. I know exactly what you mean, girl. Because I feel like I'm just sexy as like a like not like as a freaking personality naturally. Like I'm sorry, I didn't. God just went whoop, made me look a certain way. So people assume I should act a certain way because of how I was built. And I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, I didn't buy this body. Like I <laughs> was born in this way. So I didn't go out looking to, cause like, you know, people like you have chili pepper, like model, <laughs> they should be like, and that was one thing we agreed on Canna Coven. If we were going to be sexy, we got to be yeah, like, we, we want to promote women too and women of color and like and with their own uh, like Canna businesses on the page. But we wanted to do it and well, we want to do it in a like respectful way. We don't mm-hmm. want to like exploit them or right. Like, I, sexualize them and yeah, we don't want to sexualize them. We don't want to sexualize them. But definitely, yeah. the cannabis awards, the Orange County Cannabis Awards, when they were promoting women, they made them like their ass all out in the way. I'm like, yo, is this an award show or is this like a strip club or is it like a <laughs> convention? I'm confused. And you sent me a blue dream. I mean, freedom. <laughs> the way I got a question for y'all because. I almost forgot about this experience. Blue Dream, you came to, we went to, it was funny how we saw the people of color lobbying and then the mofos that had the money that, because you said you didn't, you didn't make it to, where were we? Where did we go? We I went, went to, to, a, to, a, yeah, to a, club. to a NYC normal event. Yes. 90% Caucasian with like one Asian dude. And then one black guy that, that looked white. <laughs> and then a, a, a black lady, I saw her. I was mm-hmm. like, you? and then me, and I didn't wear my my hair. I wore my natural hair that day, and I was just like, where were y'all? Where were y'all when we were lobbying? Because the people who look like you are the ones that are in Capitol Hill right now. And you should be there, right? And Emily, uh, I keep calling her that. Emily was like, you know, short and curly hair, looking like the wild thornberries of Latinas. And she's standing up to like this, this tall Caucasian male in a suit. Yes, you're great. You're amazing. But meanwhile, his fellow counterparts are in the Players Club. And I was like, where the fuck were y'all, bro? Y'all can drive there. Y'all didn't even need to take a free bus. Yeah, like I'm confused. I mean, and they and, and they're always talking about equity and they want to be equitable, but then when it comes to actually doing, because those meetings should not be happening if you're talking about equity in right. the players club. It should be happening in some place in the in, in my neighborhood, in the hood, in some place where people that's being affected can get that information and really do something with it uh, instead of giving it the to the same people, especially. 
and then giving it to the same people. Like, because all these events that we go to, it's always the same people, like Yesenia said. It's always the same uh, people talking in panels, saying that they are experts and all these different things. But at the end of the day, um, I went to a meeting. Um, I'm not going to shout them out who they were. Uh, but they were talking about that they, they are an equity organization, but they do in a meeting where the population is 65, 65% white. So you think that 65% white population is going through the same thing that a population that's 80% black in my neighborhood. So if you go to, to that place, the police is going to see somebody selling weed in that's in what the cocaine, what the Caucasians go and they're not going to stop them because they don't look like they sell weed. They don't look like they have weed on them because they're white. But if they see a black man like me with dreads, I'll be like, they're going to stop me. You know, what you doing out here? Are you selling weed? Are you selling crack? Are you selling this? Um, so this organization was talking about equity, but you're doing a meeting in a place where 65 of the population, 65% of the population is Caucasian. They're not going through the same shit that we're going through. And this is unfortunate, but I even experienced this with work in, in mm. a professional environment where I was giving a car to one of my coworkers and they were joking around about something. And if he got pulled over and you know what he said, he was like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And going, making this motion to his face that, hello, look at me. I'm going to get away with it. And this is with anything they know they can get away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so it's fortunate. So we have a segment called Chest of Fun, where we ask uh, three questions um, for you guys to just have fun with it um, and tell your story. Um, I'm about to go live on this on, on, on Instagram. Okay. Um, so what was the first time you guys smoked and how was that? How was that um, experience? Yesenia, you go first. <laughs> All right. So it was a joint. Um, it was between me and like five of my other friends. In high, this was in high school. And um, I didn't feel anything. I was really upset <laughs> because I didn't feel anything. I was like, this can't be it, you know, this can't be what all of these artists sing about in their music. You know, I had really high expectations. And um, so we tried it. I tried it again with just uh, my cousin this time. And yeah, we, we smoked it on the roof. I still didn't feel anything. And so we went down, we went back to her apartment, we went back downstairs and it hit. <laughs> and it was just, it was a great experience. I was with my cousin and she, she was kind of like my sister. She is kind of like my sister. And um, I was, I was super comfortable. So it was, it was just a session of laughs and you know, giggles. Please. So the first time that I smoked, <sighs> what was I doing? Okay, so the first time I actually smoked was in the baseball dugout of my high school. So um, this it was a Caucasian girl. Uh, I think her name was like Shay. If you can beep her name, I don't want her to get in trouble. But like <laughs> she she had a bowl and I was like, yeah, I want to try. I like heard, but like, I want to see, cause I was smoking cigarettes and I didn't like it. Like I was like, I, well, I've smoked cigarettes before and I would only smoke because like, you know, 
my friend was doing it with her boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? And I was not with it. It was camel number nine, by the way. It was the yeah. uh, so um, <laughs> so she so she took me to the baseball dugout and um we snuck out of gym class and uh she we smoked her bowl and then that was like the first time I tasted weed. And it's so rare to find those regs. It smells like the first time I've smoked weed. And then we smoked oh, regs back then. It's not the same regs as now, though. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so, um, so then we smoked the cigarette afterwards, and then we're like talking, and um, this girl comes through, and it's like this nosy girl who just like followed us, and she was like, "Hey guys, like." what are you doing? And we already smelled like weed and everything. So I think the girl panicked and was like, yeah, just smoke. You want to smoke or what? Like, you know, like, (laughs) so then we got this girl, we smoked her up and we smoked again. And fucking, um, we, we, uh, so then we go back to the gym class and we're sitting on the stairs and we see her acting crazy and we were perfectly chill on the stairs looking at each other like what the fuck is this bitch doing she's like twirling she's touching all the guys and like you know me and this you got guy, a happy high that was a happy high yeah some type of like <laughs> one person that gets weird <laughs> and i was just i was just so chill and i was a kid that was like angry and anxiety ridden that i was like i was just chill and then at first i thought it was all in my head and by the end of that year, I was like a full-blown stoner. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, what is your favorite strain? The question. Whichever. Me, whoever want to answer first. The one that's sentimental to me is Blue Dream. Ah, Blue Dream Radio. <laughs> Jack Herrera is my favorite sativa. Mm. I have... Purple Smash. Oh my God. There's this one. uh, Purple Punch. Purple Punch. Yes. Purple Punch is my favorite. Is that an indica? Or would it be like a hybrid? I don't know. But I. Oh, that's a hybrid. That's a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I have a favorite indica. Maybe in edibles because edibles knock me out. But uh, my favorite. And then uh, my favorite strain from my favorite brand is there was this J Dog. And it was, oh, what was the brand? I just saw it on my Instagram page. King's Garden, King's Garden. Never had it, but sounds good. They have, they have this string called J-Dog and. Sounds amazing. good. Never had it. It sounds good. So yeah, I don't have one favorite strain. I have a favorite You have many. Certain occasions for every mood, yeah. <laughs> you knew? Um, my list. <laughs> <laughs> my list is uh i fuck with lemon jack i really really enjoy lemon jack in both flower and um i've tried it in concentrate um skittles skittles is always nice i i like the concentrate i like the, the sweet the sweetness to it um i tried this cherry push just one time that i can't ever forget <laughs> so uh cherry push Oh, an orange, orange cream. Oh, that one smelled amazing. The turps on that. That sounds good. So if you can smoke with anybody, dead or alive, famous or non-famous, 
Who will you smoke with and what will you talk about? We can start just then. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, go, girl. My grandfather. Um, why? Because apparently he grew for a little bit. It didn't make it enough to harvest. Like, they, they weren't able to sell anything and profit off of it because mm-hmm. uh, the Mexican feds came through and ruined everything. You know, they burned everything. You've ever seen Narcos? The yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that first episode where like the feds come down and they're like burning people's um homegrown uh, yeah people's plants. Uh huh. It was it was kind of something similar. So they heard that they were raiding nearby towns and everybody in my grandfather's town um they had to get rid of their their plants. They burned everything. Crazy. And what would you talk about with him? I don't know. A lot of things. <laughs> How to grow, best practice. Yeah, all of that because they're farmers, so uh, he he probably has a good had a good green thumb. Okay. Mm. I think uh, dead or alive. Oh, who would I want to smoke with? I know. I definitely wanted Tommy Chong, for sure. Like he's just like, it would just be like nostalgic or just like hey dude like you were like my first stoner movie you know what i'm saying they were revolutionaries they were hollywood revolutionaries right and um and i need a round table you know what i'm saying huh um chong chong the the agent agent of mexican lee what's his name um his name is uh Tommy Lee. But I'm like, why does that sound like a like a guitar player or something? Like I forget Cheech's real name. Yeah, I forget Cheech's real name too. And of course I would love to smoke with him, but if I had to choose one, I think it would be Chong because he's the one who inspired like me to even want to have a shop. Like okay. I even have a head shop because I found the way I even found out about him was through this weird documentary where he got I think it was like a that 70s show documentary where they said he got arrested because he was selling bongs through the mail. And I was like, I want to sell bongs. Why did you get in trouble? And then I did like this deep dive and I was like, oh, this guy. <laughs> so deaf him. That sounds like and a good I- conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what are some short and long-term goals for kind of coven? Um, short-term girl goals is uh getting more inventory and being able to sponsor a little bit more, and then long-term goals is having like a physical shop. Mm. And Yesenia, literally the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> literally in our drives, like in <laughs> yeah, you know, we want we're working on uh, making more inventory and buying more inventory and. We're close. We're finally close to launching our website and our hemp dispensers. Okay. And okay. long-term goals, yeah, opening a shop, doing more collaborations, you know, and hosting educational but also fun events. What kind of shop? What will you sell? A uh, glass, a head shop. Yeah, we want to have a head shop. We kept it a secret for a while, but 
I think we finally put enough work where we're like, hey, this is what we want to do. And if you're with it, you're with it. If you're not. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, and we're coming to our end to of our conversation. Uh, so if you can give any advice uh, to any, you know, future witch or uh, people that are listening, women that are listening to this, to this podcast, what advice would you give them? If they want to make it in the industry, if you can give them a piece of advice, what would you give them? I would say do it from a, from a place of love. Um, don't come into the space if you're only going to exploit the community and profit profit off of it and not reinvest in it. Mm-hmm. You, you won't last. <laughs> you, and, and you can see that with all of these uh, big name corporations that are failing and that are, have failed. A lot of them are um, like bankrupt now. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. man, um, a lot yes. of them are... <laughs> Going to jail. A lot of people are going to jail. They have a lot of scandals, and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you know, there's some. There, there are people that we can uh, learn from what not to do. They are what not to do. Yeah, (laughs) part of it. And like, they should do their research. You know, do your research on people who are succeeding and who aren't. You know, Um, I would definitely say like. The reason why if there's this segment in the witch of Porta Bale on like how a witch can be all four, like a lady, uh, a seducer, a, a virgin or some shit like that. And um, what I what I've always liked is that, like, I just feel like if you're somebody that doesn't feel like you're just one thing and you feel like you can be a master of so many, don't be ashamed of it. Like, like don't. Like people have always tried to tell me, like tame me, and try to tell me, like, hey, like you should be like this because being like this is too much, or you're so extra. And it's like, ah, I'm I'm still learning, but it's so much better choosing my happiness over theirs. That's so. If if doing what I'm doing is making me happy, leave me alone. (laughs) And same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like for anybody or a any witch, any bruja, like, you are who you are. Embrace it. You know? Just be you. Don't even know they're witches. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> be you, and, and the industry will follow. That's what I always say. I always say that mm-hmm. if you be you, everything else will follow. Um, and the work that you put in, people are going to gravitate towards it. So it doesn't matter if you have a lot of haters. If you don't have any haters, haters are going to come. People are going to um, try to shut you down. Um, government is trying to shut you down. Everybody's trying to shut you down. Just remember to keep going and and not to, you know, let that be a hurdle. Just jump over it. Um, yeah. Fuck everything else. Just if you have a vision, just do it. You know what I'm saying? So if our listeners want to get in touch with you guys, how how would they go about that? Social media, um, emails, whatever you want to give them. If they can, if they want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? So our Instagram, it's our most active right now. Um, it's Canna Coven, just at Canna Coven. Uh, we're also at Canna Coven on Twitter. And we have an email, Canna Coven at gmail.com. Uh, what else do we have? <laughs> our personal. To come. Do you want to share your personal one? Uh, my personal in, uh, page on Instagram, it's Canadiosa for now. Thanks. Be this, but be underscore underscore Z U S. 
And yes, please follow our page, Canna Coven. Um, we love reading the messages of people who like, you know, that want to, I don't know. There's so many things going through my mind right now. <laughs> like either like they tell us how happy we have the page or who wants to collaborate, you know, people, you know, interact. We'll answer eventually. Eventually we will answer. We <laughs> will. Answer it. Yeah. <laughs> Email is always better if you're super serious about something. Okay. I mean, if you, I know y'all looking for sponsors, so ask, ask the way. Like if you can ask for something, ask for money, how much money will you need right now? To get <laughs> Investors. I'm a loan of a million dollars. Yeah, just small. It's tingy. And if, if it was my dream, I would love like having like Miley Cyrus be like an investor. Okay. I know that sounds funny, but I Miley Cyrus out of all people. Because looking a little sus right now. Right now, I know. Right now, they're talking about But because one, I stalked her since she went through her like little weird phase, like after she did the whole pixie cut and she was like dating some old man that would take pictures of her, and and then I saw her revamp her page and recreate herself right into Miley Cyrus. But she's always been a freaking stoner, and she's still a stoner. So like, she would be like a female stoner celeb. I would love to like. If if we would need an investor, right? Or like, you know, any like those TV shows that need a girl to uh, wear one of our shirts, we would probably give a shirt, you know, to. I mean, and that shirt is hot. That that, that logo, I love the logo. Something, you know. Yeah, I love the logo. Their shows, like, um, there's this show Siempre Biruja. Yeah, 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 on on Netflix with the Colombian lady. I yeah. mean, I, I, I feel some type of way about that show because <laughs> uh, after you find out that slavery was fucked up and you want to go back to a slave, uh, to a slave owner because you love a slave owner and you don't understand that that love is because they took you from your land and they forced you to love them. Yeah, if, you feel, if you feel that you love them, you really don't because that's slavery. <laughs> Yo, but it gets better. I'm complicated. She got bought. She got bought. By some dude. I haven't watched season two. I refused because I was so <laughs> upset about season one. Uh, I I finished season one, but it was you know in protest because you know when you start <laughs> something, when I start something, you got to finish it. That's why I haven't started season two because I, if I start it, I have to finish it. <laughs> yeah, seeing you bring that up, guys. So, um, like it, it links to the whole witch and like our coven. Um, how uh, like. The things that my ancestors used to practice would be considered witchcraft by conquistadors, mm-hmm. and they, it was considered witchcraft. We were called witches, and you know we probably died because of it. They killed us for it, mm-hmm. and um, and even after even after that, um, the, the whole Salem witch trials, you know, in the U.S., they were killing, they would kill people too for being witches or claiming to be witches, and it was always mm-hmm. women dying. I don't really like read about men being accused of being a witch. And um, yeah, so in a way, like. It was a sexist thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, in a way, personally, like me, that's, that's just me reclaiming the witch part of my culture, you know, what we used to practice, how we used to heal, and our magic. And our magic now is healing with cannabis. Yeah. Thank you so much, um, guys, for um, showing uh, love to Blue Dream Radio and for stopping by and blessing us with your knowledge and the work that you guys are doing, which is great. 
Um, I can't wait to keep collaborating with you guys. Um, and I appreciate you so much. You don't even understand um, because Likewise. of the work that you guys are doing. And um, I'm always going to be an advocate for you guys. So always been very friendly with us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you so much for our listeners for listening to another episode of Blue Dream Radio. Uh, thank you kind of coming for stopping by. And again, this has been an amazing episode. Tune in this week. Um, every week, every Saturday at 420, we out there. Shout out to Pop. Shout out to Oxenham University. Shout out to uh, uh, Presto Doctor. Shout out to um, Fast Money Farms. Shout out to all their sponsors that are giving us love and, and you know, showing what the work that we are doing is doing um, in the community. So, again, thank you so much. And this has been another episode of Blue Dream Radio. Peace. Peace. Are you enjoying this podcast? If you haven't done so already, rate us. Your voice matters and gets us in front of new listeners every single day. Have a great weekend. Peace. This is what I do. This is who I am. Who the fuck are you? Pass, I make grass. I make sure this glass. I break glass. I make sure this glass.